Matthew chapter 11. This is our final sermon here out of this sermon series of Take My Yoke Upon You. And as we've been looking here at our central verse and text out of Matthew 11, we're going to start reading in verse 28 through 30. And uh, we're going to take a look here at this and uh, bring this to a, uh, uh, to a close here tonight. And uh, we thank God for His Word. Thank God for His help. And uh, I appreciate the effectiveness of the Word of God. Um, the Word of God, you, we hear it said, but there's, there's so much, there's just truth to this. In the fact of this statement, Brother Eli, that the Word of God works. It works. And uh, it works in us when we allow it to do so. We are challenged by the Word of God not just to be hearers of the Word, but to be doers of the Word. And uh, I always, it is, there's nothing better than when I hear from folks as pastor uh, through a phone call, a conversation, a text message. And uh, it may be in regards to uh, something that was preached or something that God was dealing with in that altar, whatever the case might be. And someone says, I've got to tell you what God's been doing, what He's been revealing in me, how He's been helping or how He's been challenging me. And I thank God for that, Brother Marvin. That reminds me that His Word is at work and it will not return void. And uh, so we thank God for His Word. I thank God for what He's been speaking and, and helping with in this series here. And uh, so here in Matthew 11, and starting to read in verse number 28, if you're there with me, would you say amen? Jesus gives the invitation, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And he says, I will trade you. Here's the exchange. He says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for or rest unto your souls. And he concludes with the statement, For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen. Can we pray once more? Ask the Lord to help us tonight as we look here in the Word of God. Father, I thank you for every heart and life represented. Each of these that are here, Lord, I pray that you would speak clearly, plainly to our hearts. I pray, Lord, give us ears to hear always as our prayer, hearts to receive and understand. Lord, I pray that you'd give me clarity of mind, that you'd anoint my lips, my mind to preach as would bring you glory. Lord, help us tonight, I pray, meet with us here as you challenge us through the word of God. And not only that we can say we're challenged, but Lord, most importantly, changed. Oh, I ask tonight you'd meet with us. And we thank you for it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this evening. Here in the course of this series, we have uh, discussed what happens when we are uh, endeavoring to try to do things our way. In our strength, with our know-how, we have said that every one of us, we can identify with what it is to be burdened, to be heavy laden, to be 
weary. All of us know this. And we have talked early on in the sermon series of the fact that a lot of times the weight that we carry and the burden that we are under, the yokes that are self-imposed, yokes that come in the form of the entanglements of this world or this flesh, that when we are set to do things like that after our way, or as we want to pursue it, we want to handle it, it, it puts us in a place where there is a what I called a fruitless field. There's nothing to be garnered. There's no harvest that is reaped. If you want to say that a harvest is reaped, it is a harvest of heartache. It is a, a season of turmoil and tribulation. I know that we love to blame the devil for everything that's wrong. I know that we love to not only blame the devil, but we are a people that we are self-inclined to even blame other people around us, amen, for things that are going wrong. Or we want to blame institutions. We want to blame the White House. We want to blame the church house. We want to blame, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We're good at that. From the very beginning, we come to find that when sin entered into the world, sin nature uh, began to reside and abide in humanity it didn't take long amen for Adam to blame Eve and Eve to blame the serpent amen I mean there's all kinds of finger pointing that goes on in regards to where we are set to do it our way and so we looked at these fruitless fields laboring and heavy laden we'd asked the question Jesus had asked uh, that night with the disciples on the sea they had toiled the Bible said all night long didn't catch any fish and that morning Christ stood on the shore and he asked them the question children have you any meat in other words is there anything that you have to show for the work that you've done and, uh, and in this, I believe that same question is proposed to us. When we are dead set to go about it our way, is there anything to show for what we've done? Besides the heartache and the grief that's there. We have talked and preached about destroying that yoke of bondage. Destruction of the yoke of bondage comes by way of the anointing. It comes by way of someone being set free by the power of God through the blood of Jesus Christ that anointing that breaks the yokes we had talked about the yoke of Christ what did it mean when he said to take his yoke upon us we talked about that divine exchange what it was amen when we are entangled with the things of this life the rudiments of this world all the lust of this flesh the heartache the pain the embarrassment the things that sin bring when you say the things that sin bring pastor what do you mean well to summarize Romans said it like this the wage of sin is death there's nothing else but that you can't escape it there's no loopholes there's no back door side alley there's no compromises sin produces death every single time and Christ had said in response to the adversary who's at work to kill, steal, and destroy. He said, listen, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. How do we receive of this life? How is it we can have this life? 
He calls and encourages us to come and to take his yoke upon ourselves. We had talked about what it meant to learn of him. Coming under the subjection, the lordship, the authority of Christ. Amen. We all often speak of him, Brother Mike, as our savior. He has forgiven us of our sins. He's rescued me, Brother Torbert, from the penalty of death and hell. However, the word of God tells us that we call him Lord by way of the Holy Ghost. There's difference in him as our Savior and then acknowledging him as Lord. Lord means that he has authority in every place. Somebody shout every. Every place of my life, amen, he is Lord of all. He said, learn of me. And we talked about the symbolism and what it was. The two oxen under that yoke, one who had learned subjection and that younger that would come alongside and walk with the one who knew subjection so they might walk in the way, amen, that that farmer would desire so that they would effectively plow the field so that field as it was effectively plowed could be planted with seed and seed would come forth in its season and a harvest would be reaped that's what purpose is amen we are laborers in this harvest there's purpose and there is the will of God that must be fulfilled it is not enough for us to walk around and well I've been forgiven well, isn't God good? I'm on my way to heaven. Oh, but Lord, help us and challenge us that we learn of you. Lord, that I submit and subject myself. That I walk in step with you. That I'm in relationship with you. That I might know the will of God. That I might not only know so that I might do, but that I might be what should have me to be. When we talked about learn of me, he said, for I am meek and lowly. This is my last reference point. I'm just kind of recapping here. He said, I am meek and lowly. With what attitude are we learning? We cannot be those that are leaning in our pride and our arrogance. I had said last week there are many people that are teachable. There are, are that, that are talented but not teachable. There's a lot of people that have been planted but they're not blossoming and blooming as they should. Amen. Because they... Uh, do not have the mindset the word of God tells us of the fact uh, that obedience is better than sacrifice uh, the word of God lets us know uh, that it is the sacrifices of the Lord are this uh, a broken heart and a contrite spirit uh, Lord let me be pliable in your hands uh, oh when we say and cry teach me Lord uh, let me have that teachable spirit uh, we are in a day and a time as to where the masses we have learned how to amen the masses have learned to raise our hands the masses have learned to dance and shout the masses have learned how to be churchy but God would you challenge us one more time to say not only do I need to learn of you do I need to know more of you
you and be in subjection to your authority. But Lord, let my spirit be right. Oh, renew within me a right spirit. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Oh, as he submitted to the will of God. We said last week, Christ did not come. He did not promote himself on the fame and the glory of the Father to have the masses, to have popularity. But he came, amen, with one mission in mind, to give his life to that, so that we might have eternal life, to yield himself that would say, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. We find on many occasions Christ going and setting himself apart to pray, seeking the will, the direction, the guidance of the Father. We see him living out and ministering in that mandate that was given to him. He had said, it is my meat to do the will of the Father. This is what my desire is. I don't, have, I don't live for anything else. This is what it's for. Everything centered around the will of God. The Father's plan. And in our lives we must look and know that even Christ himself humbled himself. Made himself of no reputation. Hear that tonight. That God of heaven, though being equal with God, thought it not robbery. Amen. To come in the form of a human. Here we are days away from celebrating the advent of Christ. Born in a lowly stable. Born to the least of those born brother Eli in controversy born in born in dire uh, dire situations he did not come with riches overflowing he did not come with regal robes but it was swaddling clothes that she wrapped him and laid him in a manger what does it speak it speaks that he was meek that he was lowly oh that he had the heart and the attitude to subject himself to learn of the Father. Oh, though being God, though being God, he thought it not robbery. As we look at these things tonight, we conclude with the statement he said as he challenged us early in the scripture to take my yoke upon you is what he said. And he concludes here, he says, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Can I ask you tonight, have you ever had to learn a lesson the hard way? Am I preaching to anybody when I just say that phrase right there? Do you, have you ever had to learn a lesson the hard way? And when we say that, when we say that, we are, it's, uh, uh, let, me, let me be fair about this. It's not necessarily that the lesson was hard. But it was the fact that my head and your head was hard. That our heart might have been hard. Amen. 
that our attitude might have been hard. We was making something hard. I had a, I had a very close friend of mine in high school. And, and uh, still to this day, when we get opportunity, we'll call, we'll talk, and uh, text, and things of that nature every chance that we get. And, and I'm not telling you anything this young man himself wouldn't testify of. We were polar opposites in a lot of different ways. And maybe that's why we got along so well. But I remember that I was the type that if you told me, Sister Mildred, now Jacob, this is the reason why you're not allowed to do this. And so just abide by the rule. And if you will do that, you'll stay out of trouble. And I was the type, it just was my personality, okay, I'll take your word for it. But not my buddy, amen. Not my buddy. You could tell him the same thing. And Sister Torbert, he would be bound and determined that he was going to try it out for himself. He was going to test the waters. He was going to try to bend the rule. He thought maybe for everybody else it's that way, but for me. You're smiling because you know who I'm talking about. (laughs) But for for everybody else it's this way. But he thought for him, Tobin, that there were some things he was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. That it didn't apply to him. That, you know, he could circumvent some things. And I watched him, Brother Wesley, over and over in life as a young man, as a teenager, as a young adult there's been times on the other end of the phone that he has wept tears and he said I wish, I wish it wasn't so hard for me just to surrender I don't know why I fight so hard I don't know why I try to make such an issue out of it he said I'd save myself some trouble, can I tell someone here tonight there is a way that seems right to man but it's hard it's arduous it doesn't bring life it causes pain and Christ said I've got a yoke and it's easy oh I know submission sounds contradictory I know that yielding this flesh sounds like a paradox but God is trying to tell us if we can obey what did the old hymn say trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey I want to ask someone tonight are you in a place where you're sick and tired of the hard road are you in a place where you're tired of life beating you to death I said it earlier you can blame everybody you can blame the devil you can point the finger at the preacher but I think it's time we take a look in the mirror and say God would you help us one more time Oh, would you help us to see and that you would challenge and check our heart of stone. Oh, we find the word of God with the children of Israel. We get very self-righteous and spiritual when we read about the children of Israel. We read about them marching around that mountain. We read about them believing believing the... Negative report instead of the report of the Lord. We look at that. Oh, I can't believe. I just can't believe that. That wouldn't be me, bless God. Hallelujah. I'd be right there with Joshua and Caleb and 
Moses, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be this. Look at they just a bunch of whiny babies and brats out there in the wilderness. God giving them manna, God giving them quail, God making sure their shoes didn't wear out and their clothes didn't wax old. And they they had healing in the in the desert when fiery serpents got a hold of. Oh, I can't believe they did. And yet we look at that stuff and we're reading it and we get all self-righteous and puffed up. Say, well, I wouldn't do that. I could, there's no way I'd behave that way. But yet there are things that you know good and well that Jacob Smith and Eddie Johnson and Eli Gonzalez oh, and Keith Morgan and Wesley Cole, I can li- I could call every name because we all fall under this mantle and that is we've got to deal with S-E-L-S we've got to learn what it is to say God would you help me because I make things very difficult I know that's not popular you'd rather a preacher who'd tell you it's okay sugar I know it was your mom and daddy's fault it's all right baby I know, I know the church is low down dirty dog. And I mean just ain't nobody, you just can't serve God in today's time. Come on. We got masses that want to hear that. We've got masses of people who do hear it. And sadly masses of people who believe it. Believe it. No accountability. No accountability. No conviction. Nothing to where God is dealing. We have we have walked the Holy Ghost out of the church. And we have said, listen, you've heard me say before, I know this is old news, but you've heard me say before, there are churches. There was a church that I read about in a prominent ministry magazine that was promoted to Pentecostal churches that said there was a church, they was talking about their exponential growth. And Brother Torbert, in their exponential growth, they interviewed the pastor and said, what are you doing around here? What's some advice you can give these other churches so maybe their churches can grow and he said well he was talking about different things and he said one of the things that we do is we have once a month we have a Holy Ghost Sunday month and I I wondered what that meant and he began to describe he said on that Sunday he said under certain rules and ramifications we will allow the gifts I, I thought it was hysterical we will allow the gifts of the spirit to be in operation that day we will let people come up for special prayer that day we will open the altars that day and I thought to myself aren't you generous to give the Holy Ghost one day out of 30 that he could come and and abide and do a work but he had to do it and operate in the rules and ramifications friends I'm telling you is that we are in a generation as to where we've walked God right out the door and we said we got your name on the sign we got a 501c3 we got your name plastered on the bus on the business card on our t-shirts but you're not allowed anywhere in the vicinity may God help us I want the yoke of Christ I need the power of the Holy Ghost I need his conviction at work in my life we need him in this house can I just establish right here every service at Victory Temple is going to be Holy Ghost service is that all right? every service we're just going to give it to him And let him have his way. Let him have his way. 
easy, he says. Easy. Let me say something right here tonight. This may not sound very profound to you. But let me say this. There are some people who are discouraged in their walk with God because they think that that walk is too hard. They think that following after Christ is unattainable. They think that they do not qualify. They think there are too many rules and regulations. There are some that you have listened to the enemy whisper. And he has told you things such as, if God really loved you, this, this, and this would not be taking place. Has God said his famous words? He's the accuser of the brethren. Here's what I want you to understand tonight. And let me say, let me say tonight, this more so is for the saint than it is the sinner. Because we can say those things and you can say, yes, someone in sin might have a hard time coming in thinking it's unattainable, thinking that they don't fit. But let me address us in the church. Let me address us because let me say very clearly that I have seen more than often. I have seen, if we were to put a number on it, I could say 98% of the time, it is church folks that can make living for God all the things that ought not be. We complicate. We blur the lines. We muddy the waters. We have our own agendas. We want to promote our way. We want to do things in a fashion that is appealing and pleasing to who we are. We are more worried about our reputation than we are souls that sit on our pews. We don't want to be classified. Oh God help us when we have a self-righteous thought as to say, well, what if so-and-so came to your church? What if somebody like this sat in your pew? What if somebody like that claimed that Victory Temple was their church? Oh, we've got to get past looking down our eyes or our nose of self-righteousness and looking and saying, well, you do or don't, you are or are not whether or not you qualify by my standard I want to say tonight Christ said this gospel he said my yoke is easy I want you to know tonight the gospel the word of God it is deep enough and, and powerful enough that the greatest minds and theologians would dive into its waters and never touch bottom but sister Sheila this gospel is also Simple enough and shallow enough that babes can step out into the waters of it and come to have an experience in Christ. I want to tell somebody in this house tonight, we need to leave the complications at the door and take the yoke of Christ because he said it's easy. It's easy. Right now, some of you looking at me cross-eyed, where in the world are you going with this? What do you mean by that specifically there, Pastor? Well, let's take a look at a couple of things. When I say about the hard road, the Word of God says in Proverbs 14 and 6, a scorner seeks wisdom. However, he doesn't find it. But knowledge is easy unto him that will understand. Amen. When we will desire to seek after his word and his will and his way. He said knowledge is easy. 
It's not unattainable. He said, who it's unattainable to is those who are a scorner. Those who cannot be corrected. Those who are arrogant. Those that possess attitude. Those that are not teachable. He said, the road is hard for them. But knowledge is easy for those that will understand. Listen to Psalms 32, 8 and 9. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. Listen. I will guide thee with mine eye. Catch that. I'll guide you with my eye. Now listen to what he says, what he follows it up with. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, who must be held with bit and bridle. Anybody here ever rode a horse before? Anybody here ever had a horse that kind of wanted to do its own thing? Pull that bridle back, that bit in its mouth, get it in there, and then you turn him in the way that you want him to go. Listen to the ease, to the ease. Brother Munger, he said, I want to guide you with my eye. That sounds a whole lot more palatable to me, Brother Segura, than having to put bit and bridle in my mouth. Because I'm as stubborn as a horse or a mule. Amen. That's just kind of putting it right there where the rubber meets the road, doesn't it? Do you find yourself being tugged and fought? Are you in the tug of war? Can God lead you with his eye? Or do you always find there's bitten bridle? You always find there's a wrestling match. He says, don't be like that. He's trying to tell us. He says, my way, it's easy. My yoke is easy. Now, some of you are cringing when I say that. Because you immediately want to jump up and defend. No, 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 no. It says take up your cross. Deny yourself and follow after. Yes, I know that. Yes, I know there's burden to bear. Yes, I know to crucify the flesh. Yes, I know we die daily. Yes, I know we lay across that altar. I know all of those things. But what happens is the benefit of a life surrendered is a yoke that is easy. Let me tell you and remind you, the only cruel taskmaster... Mentioned in scripture is Satan, not God. Satan is a cruel taskmaster. Satan was that type and that symbolism of Pharaoh. Understand, but Christ says, my yoke is easy. I didn't intend for you to be wore out, beat down, and feeling like you can never overcome in this life. Oh, listen, my yoke is easy. This implies what Christ is saying here. My gospel imposes nothing that is difficult. On the contrary, I want you to notice. The gospel provides for the complete removal of all that oppress and renders man miserable. That's why he said, take my yoke upon you. He said, that's why, let's trade. You're under a yoke of bondage, but take my yoke upon you because it's easy. My gospel is easy. He says, I want to eliminate, I want to remove the things that are making life difficult for you. He says here, the commandments of Christ are not grievous. I want you to notice something here. Hear the whole of the story. What is that? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, 
and thy neighbor as thyself. Can anything be more simply put? Can anything be more congenial to the nature of man than love? Such love as is inspired by God in which the soul rests supremely satisfied and infinitely happy to taste and know, to experience the love of God. We love him, Brother Coleman, because he first loved us. You'd say some of you now don't don't, uh, dismiss me, don't write me off, don't say I knew it, that Brother Jacob, he turned into one of them love preachers. All he's going to talk about is God loves, 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 loves loves and that there's no judgment there's no penalty there's no there's no uh, a curse of sin you know that's not me but here's what I'm trying to tell you is that there are imposed conflicts of religion there is man's regulation we found it amongst the Pharisees and the Sadducees the word of God brother Torbert tells us that as the disciples went through on the Sabbath and picked corn to eat you would have thought they went down and burned the temple down. You would have thought they created the greatest heresy. There were those they would even get on to them and say your disciples are unclean because they don't wash their hands the way they're supposed to. Come on here. The more man gets involved, do you hear how heavy that yoke is? The man comes down through the roof And before Christ calls him off of his bed, he said, Son, thy sins be forgiven of thee. He dealt with the first thing first. All the religious people. Can you believe that? Who does he think he is forgiving somebody of their sin? I can't believe. What is he doing forgiving somebody of their sin and doing this and all of, the, all of these things? And Christ dealt with such a thing. Oh, listen, in the fact that what, what's easier? What is it that you want done? Would you rather that I tell him just to take up his bed and walk? Listen, Christ is after the effect. And this is what I'm trying to say. The eternal effect. We live on a superficial realm. We We live in the rules and regulations and mandates of our mind. And all we do is complicate and make it heavy for a brother, heavy for a sister. There are people who are discouraged. There are people who have fallen out. There are people on their way to hell. And you've heard me say it once, and I'll say it a thousand times again. We can and we will love people into the kingdom of God. Understand? That's the first thing. I believe in standards. I believe in convictions. I believe in righteousness. But God help us. It better be surrounded by Christ. Because when it is, then our attitude around it is right. Amen, Brother Jacob. You're preaching so good. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes like David, we just got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Listen to this. Let me read a little bit further. I'm sharing these scriptures so that way you don't think I'm up here just spitting out my opinion. Listen to Mark 12, 28 through 34. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, 
the first of all the commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is the first commandment. He completely bypassed 1 through 10 that came down from Mount Moriah. Thank you, brother. I was drawing a blank that Moses came down. He didn't say, well, the most, most important is thou shalt not have no other gods before me. He didn't say thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness. He didn't say any of those, but Sister Heather, he said the first commandment. The first commandment. Love God like this. And then, listen to what he says. And the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. These are the words of Christ. Are you ready? There is none other commandment greater than than these we get hung up on the song on the sermon on the style on the dress on the place on the this is there time and place for those things sure should we test spirits whether they be of God or not absolutely do we judge by the fruit that's produced yes but I'm telling you this hear your pastor tonight if you're going to levy judgment against somebody, everybody wants to misquote, misrepresent. Judge not that you be not judged. Here's the essence behind that. Be careful how you judge because how you judge is how you're going to be judged. If you have no tolerance, and when I say tolerance, please don't, get, don't look at me like I'm speaking in the political correct sense. But I'm talking about if you can't tolerate people their weakness, their struggle. Brother Benjamin, the word of God said this, if you see a brother who has fallen, go and talk about him. No? Are you sure? Because that's the yoke we like to put on folks. If you've seen somebody doing what they ought not do, and they going down there to Victory Temple, and I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, this is what i got to think about it. And so I'm going to, I'm going to tell everybody that I know about how they failed miserably, about what a wretch they are. Is that how we handle it? No. He said, if you find a brother that has fallen, he said, restore him. In the spirit of meekness. For with what measure you meet. That word meet there. M-E-T-E. Not M-E-A-T like a steak. M-E-T-E. With what measure you meet. With what you give out. He said it will. Notice that word right there. It will be measured to you again. I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. Spiritual superstar. Listen to me. Self-righteous. Listen to me, church member. You've been a part of the church 65 years, and you've got no patience. Well, they're foolish. Well, there's this. Well, there's that. Be careful. Be careful. You're imposing a yoke that is heavy. You're imposing a yoke that Christ is not associated with. He said, my yoke is easy. Religious attitudes, you get prickly when you hear that. 
Because what you think is you think it sounds like a limp-wristed gospel is being preached. Do you know it is the hardest thing in the world to get your spirit to subjection to love people who seem to be unlovable? To love people who do not measure up. Who are not at the same level and place at you. That's why. That's why Jesus said, what reward is there in loving those who love you back? What reward is there in doing good to those who can only reciprocate it back? Do you know what the word of God said? He said, Brother Gary, if you've done it unto the least of these. Who's the least of these? Well, I'll tell you what we have described in our mind, the least of these are. Well, it's orphans, or it's widows, or it's the poor, or it's the this. I'll, let me just make very clear who the least of these are. Brother Segura, the least of these are those that you give, you invest, you sow, you love, and they can't or they won't reciprocate it back. They can't or they won't. Well, does that mean I'll be taken advantage of? Yes. Does that mean that I'm going to be put out? The word of God says that they ministered in such a way that they spit themselves for the gospel. There's going to be things, times. There's times, Brother Keith, people can't stand me as a pastor. Can't stand me. There's going to come a time their babies in that hospital, their loved ones in a casket. Who are they going to call? Who are they going to reach out to? You know what's hard sometimes when you know you've been eat up at the dinner table, when you know how somebody feels, when you know how somebody slanders, when you know how somebody's opinion is, and you get a call, and what do you got to do? You better love them. You better love them. You better care about them. It's a soul. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hear what I'm saying. Jesus said, these are the most important. He says, my yoke is easy. What does he mean, Sister Torbert? He means this is not complicated. Pharisees said, you don't wash your hands right. You didn't let the water run down and hit your elbows. If you study that, that's what they was getting on to him about. They weren't sanctified enough because the water did not reach their elbow. And we look at that, we smirk and say, what kind of, what in the world is that? But yet, in the church of the United States of America, and I will even dare say that even to our own right in Victory Temple, there are times we get hung up on little things that are of no significance. It is a yoke that is heavy. Christ said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. My burden is light. Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you'll come. Understand tonight. Let me just forewarn you. Let me tell you. Yet a couple weeks ago, Brother Chad, he made a delivery. And uh, I, was it a, a poodle, a Pekingese, I don't what, ch Chihuahua? Pikachu's grabbed a hold of his leg, took a bite out of him. 
He had the, he had the teeth marks to prove it. We was listening to Christmas music in the car, and they sang that song, When the Dog Bites and When the Bee Stings. I said, oh, that's Brother Chad's song right there. Here's what I'm want, here's, I sell that say this. There's times we're bit. There's times that viper lashes out of that fire. There's times that there are those that it is easier Brother Gary, it is easier to run somebody down. It's easier to call somebody a hypocrite. It is easier to self-impose heavy yokes instead of the yoke that is easy. I know we're hard-headed. I know we get, boy, we get, well, the Word of God says hard-headed and stiff-necked. When we talk about our flesh, don't get me wrong, we got to deal with the mortal sins of this body. We've got to deal with those things. But we often limit it to areas of immorality, sins that are seen, evidences of entanglement. It's easy to preach against smoking and drinking and drugging and doping and clubbing and and sleeping around and all this it's easy to point all those things out but church can we be real there's so much more under the surface you can point out somebody you can see the beam in your brother's eye I'm sorry the speck but we will overlook the beam in our own eye some of us got a beam and it's under the surface that's what I'm saying. We'd better be careful. We'd better allow the Lord to challenge us. He said, these two things are most important. He said, this gospel is not complicated. It's not. I want to tell you, for some of you, in the last days, in the last weeks, God's put people in your path, put situations in your path, Maybe that you were disappointed in. Maybe you expected more of people. Maybe it was you expected more of yourself, your spouse, somebody, another member in this church, whatever. You found it easier to levy judgment versus what Christ had said. Love them. Pray for them. Lift them up. You can talk about somebody all day long. I tell you, you, you want to do something hard? Get down and pray for that person. Get it under the blood. Get it under the blood. Put them under the blood. And while you're putting them under the blood, you just go ahead and get yourself under there too. Amen? Is anybody, is there at least one person still loves your pastor tonight? Okay, okay, good. I just needed one. Thank you, Kimberly. You was number one. Can we bow our heads all over this house? Father, I'm thankful tonight. This gospel does not have to be complicated. Your commands do not have to be complicated. You've called us to walk in step to submit ourselves. The hardest place of submission is submitting this flesh, our mindset, our attitudes, our hearts. Lord, it's self-righteous and self-imposed yokes that we will put on others, even ourselves. And yet tonight, your invitation said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy. This doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be so hard. 
And in doing so, the burden is light. I pray you challenge us tonight, Lord. I, I don't know exactly who God is speaking to tonight. I would, I would love to believe, and I, I really, I think I do believe it's all of us. Because I don't know a one of us that we, there's not a, this, these places in our lives that God can't check and put his finger on in our lives and say, this is, this is where we need to reassess some things. This is where we need some help. God's put some folks in our pathway. And right now you might be disappointed. Right, right now you might be distraught. Right now you might think it's a hopeless case or a hopeless cause. But if we can love God with all we have and if we can love others... He said, these two things are the most important things. And tonight, if you would say, Lord, I want that yoke. It's easy. And that burden is light. Lord, let me love you and help me to love other people the way that you would love them. Let me, that, that makes ministry effective. That is what brings walls down. And it, and it softens that heart and that gospel can penetrate and deal help us tonight if you'd say pastor that's my heart that's what I desire why don't we come find ourselves a place in these altars tonight why don't we come this evening can we seek the Lord can we ask him to challenge our hearts can we come tonight and say Lord would you help me Lord I want to take that yoke that yoke is easy that burden is light. I complicate things. I muddy the waters. Oh, I, I get things backwards. I make things harder than what it should be. Lord, would you help me? Lord, would you help me? Oh, God.